0: We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for February 15th, 2015. And uh, I wasn't actually planning on doing a study today, but there's been a lot of information that have additional information that's come out even in the last week regarding this whole potential mandated forced vaccine subject that we've been covering. And I just really couldn't see waiting another week to get out another study. So, a lot of breaking information on this. Things to pray about, uh, things to be aware of, things to educate yourself and others about. And I think that's one of the main things that needs to be done uh, in order to fight this wickedness that we're dealing with. So, before we get into that, just some Bible verses regarding um, well, protection. Really, is the is the main theme uh, that these are dealing with. Some that are positive okay. because we're going to be covering some pretty oh, uh, pretty heavy-duty information today. And uh, these infor- the, these verses are, are just kind of an uplifting type of uh, of uh, thing that we're going to be looking at. Psalm 121, verses 1 through 8. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. God never sleeps. He's not like us. He doesn't need sleep, so that's good. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is the shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall, shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul and these are good verses to commit to memory when things particularly in the dark days ahead or in dark times the lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore um obviously we have psalm 91 as well that we've read many times on here that's another good one there's so many different psalms that that you could read or commit to memory Um, and then there is Proverbs 321-26, through 26. it says, My son, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep sound wisdom and discretion, so they shall be life unto thy soul, and grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in the way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. Um, and again, this is in reference really to the word of God. You know, keeping sound wisdom and discretion. And because they will be life in us all. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, as the Bible says. Then shall thou walk in the way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. So, again, it's also implying protection here. And the Bible also says the angel of the Lord um, encampeth around around about them that fear him and delivereth them as well. So, uh, the fear of God is also heavily... Uh, connected to protection from God verse 24 it says when thou liest down thou shalt not be afraid yea thou shalt lie down and thy sleep shall be sweet so a lot of people would have a lot of problems with all the, the thinking about all the things that are that are coming and, and the anxiety that can create and shutting the mind down at night to try to get a good night's sleep which can be next to impossible and i'm as guilty as anybody on that so um, this is a good verse to commit to memory regarding that specific subject uh, be not afraid of sudden fear neither the desolation of the wicked when it cometh for the lord shall keep thy confidence he shall keep thy foot from being taken psalm 3 verse 5 and 6 i laid me down and slept i awaked, for the lord sustained me I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me roundabout, which could literally be the case in the coming future, with what Satan, the Illuminati, has planned. Um, God, from my experience, always has other plans. And if you want to see how it all turns out, just you know read Daniel and Revelation, and you'll see in the end the Christians win through much tribulation. True, but. In the end, the Christians win. So, um, 2 Thessalonians 3.16, Now the Lord of peace himself giveth you peace always by all means. The Lord be with you all. That I actually have that sheet in my the Bible I have next to my bed. And I was reading it the other day. I'm like, I need to read this. In my next teaching, you know, uh, another verse. Psalm 108, 12 and 13. Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. And again, that that applies to cursed be the man that trusted the man that maketh flesh his arm and his heart departed from the Lord. Jeremiah 17.5 Ultimately, vain is the help of man, if that's what you're relying on. Or if you're trusting in anything other than the Lord. And that could be trusting in provisions. It could be trusting in gold or silver. It could be... You know, n- none of those things in and of themselves are wicked. Gold and silver or provisions or or, or being, uh, doing that. I, I think that is biblical to do that. The prudent man foreseeeth the evil and hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. The, the Bible is very clear about that. In providing for your own house. In um, preparing for wickedness that, that you see on the horizon. It's just that you don't want to put your faith in those things you want to put your faith in the lord jesus christ so that's the difference there through god we shall do valiantly for it is he that shall tread down our enemies okay so again good verse that's a good one to quote to the devil or if you're ever you know in that type of spiritual warfare battle Regarding warfare. Um, the Bible says, It's not my word, like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh a rock in pieces. That's another good one to speak if you're in the middle of literally engaging evil. Um, and I've been in those situations quite a few times. Um, you might want to listen to my teaching, just key in supernatural at contendingfortruth.com. It's my supernatural experiences, essentially. And um, I get into a lot of those, those there. So just, just some things to kind of think about there. And um, with that said, let's go ahead and get into the teaching for today. And actually, turned into a pretty big teaching. Uh, it's about 19 page PDF to cover. So, uh, and some definite, and also some audios. But again, this is, this is information that. Is very important, but also that could be affecting us all in the near future, particularly if there's no prayer going up about it and particularly if there's no resistance toward it. This is a, I really believe that 2015 is going to be a year where the Illuminati will test the resolve. And most people are, are asleep, okay? And, and that makes it all the more harder for those that aren't. Because it puts all the more pressure on the people that are not asleep. And I mean born-again Christians that are actually praying and, and potentially fasting about a subject or trying to educate others and, and trying to be salt and light in the world and reproving the works of darkness and as the Bible talks about and not being destroyed for, for lack of knowledge and not being taken advantage of by Satan's wickedness or, or by Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us. I'm talking about those people which are kind of probably more and more Few and far spread. Um, I do think that a lot of people have woken up though. But you're probably going to see a greater division upon, among like the lukewarm church, pew warming sheeple people types, 501c3 corporate church ones. And I don't mean I'm condemning everybody in the 501c3 church, but those people in general, you're probably going to start to see a greater division between them and the Christians that are actually not asleep. And um, that that chasm is probably going to widen as God separates the the hot from the cold, because because He can't stand lukewarm. So the lukewarm eventually will be weeded out. God talks about vomiting them out of His mouth in the end of Revelation three, near the end of Revelation three. So. let's go ahead and get into the study today first report real ID to launch in 2016 TSA will force airline passengers to show ID before flying starting in 2016 the TSA will require all airline passengers to present a real ID compliant identification card or a passport in order to board a flight now I'm gonna get into what that actually means as far as the real ID compliant identification card The Department of Homeland Security estimates that 20 to 30% of Americans live in jurisdictions that are not Real ID compliant. Meaning their driver's licenses will no longer be accepted during security checks at an airport. So what that means, and what I got from this article was kind of a little bit of good and and a lot of bad, but... From what I'm gathering, from what I'm reading here, it doesn't look like to me, at least right now, they're going to try to implement the real ID in the sense of when I started reporting on this, like back in 2006 um, or you know 2008 or you know that into those ranges there. back then when it came out it was going to be everybody needed to go and get reissued this real id i think they saw that that was going to be almost an impossibility from a logistical standpoint from the pushback they're getting what i believe they're doing is they're going to say okay there's certain states that are issuing ids now that are compliant with or they're real id compliant and i'm going to get into the states that aren't doing it and I'm gonna get a little bit more into it later on what that actually means what is a real ID compliant ID or you could use your passport okay Uh, which if you don't have a passport and um, you haven't gotten one I believe it's something that you might want to look into just to have it as an option because as of next year I believe it's going to be very much harder in order to get one I just saw a report the other day on that anything like this is going to become is is going to get harder and harder and harder to get so if it's something you've been kicking around doing and haven't acted on it you might want to you might want to do that while you can uh if if anything else it's another thing you can fall back on and i'm not talking about being yoked up with big brother here and in and getting all cozy with with big brother but um like the passport i i use i mean it's yeah, it's got an RFID chip in it. Um, but I keep it in a one of those secure wallets that does not allow any kind of signal to be broadcast. And you can get those at, I think, like Real ID Stronghold. You can get the kind of wallets that shield your, if you have debit cards or whatever type of card, um, your licenses, things of this nature. It will shield everything that's in there. So that's the kind of wallet I would definitely recommend you have. You, your family, your wife, I mean, every, everybody needs that with, with, with the day and times we're living in. So, um, let's see here. Most Americans use a state-issued driver's license as their primary identification card. However, federal-level politicians have pushed for many years the implementation of a national ID card which privacy and states' rights advocates have argued against as a threat to citizens, private information, or an affront to state authority. Reports of a move toward a national ID card were often dismissed by skeptics as conspiracy theories until 2005 when the Real ID passed into law. However, the Real ID has experienced significant pushback from many non-compliant states, forcing federal officials to delay its implementation. Fast forward nearly a decade and the Real ID is set to launch in airports across the US starting in January of 2016 so this is less than a year away. According to KTVN-2, the Transportation Security Administration will no longer accept state issued driver's licenses that lack real ID compliant features as an accepted form of ID for boarding aircraft after the beginning of next year. So it's a it's a real ID compliant. It's not a, it's not like in the sense that we thought we were going to have a national ID card. Now if they, if they merge let's say they merge canada and south america and um mexico into the north american union at that point they probably will issue real you know fema region or, or whatever it is region number 910 whatever it'll be north american id cards to everybody Again, logistically, that would be a nightmare. They may just say, okay, keep the IDs you've got. They were already, quote, real ID compliant. And we're gonna get into that, what that means. And those will do for now. And then maybe they'll roll out a a real national ID card eventually. It's just, it's a logistical nightmare to tell everyone in in any particular country, hey, you gotta come in and exchange this. That's just not gonna work too well. So, Um, Let's go forward here. Uh, The the TSA will no longer accept state-issued driver's licenses that lack Real ID-compliant features as an accepted form of ID for boarding aircraft after the beginning of next year. However, the adoption of the Real ID by its citizens is being portrayed as voluntary, said Nevada Department of Motor Vehicles Public Information Officer David Fierro in comments to a TV station, KTVN2, He said it's a choice it's not mandatory it's a choice for secured identification if you use a passport when you're traveling then you don't have any real problems if you use a driver's license as identification you need to either apply for a real id card or get a passport Uh, and again a real id card i don't even really understand what that would even mean at this point if you're in a state that doesn't have a Real ID compliant license, is what I mean. What, you know, So that that's kind of vague. While the adoption of the federal Real ID card by citizens may not be mandatory, those who choose not to get a passport or a Real ID will effectively be barred from airline travel. So again, they don't really get into, okay, my state doesn't issue Real ID compliant driver's licenses okay well then what's the real ID card that they're in reference to here so one thing this is pretty vague on real ID compliant cards must capture specific identifying details about each person and associate the data with a unique number you know at least at this point it's not it's not associated with your DNA now I did hear that passports that were being new ones this was some years ago were requiring DNA I'm not 100 percent sure if that's ever was fully implemented, or if there was enough push pushback to stop it. If it is true, I haven't heard a word about it in years. So, forgive me if, if I'm behind the times on that one. I haven't heard anything about that, so. Um, anyway, privacy advocates worry that the Real IDs information database will eventually merge with other federal data sweeps, such as the FBI's Next Generation Identification System which stores biometric data on Americans, many of whom have never been suspected of committing a crime, and the National Security Agency's trove of stolen private online and mobile communications. The cards must also contain an electronic swipe feature, allowing machines to read and write to them. The magnetic strip, that's one of the things that will distinguish a real ID compliant driver's license from one that's not. Okay. Um, but this also, with the magnetic stripe, it raises fears that the Real ID may be vulnerable to tampery by hackers and identity thieves. Uh, some states, some US states such as Maine, New Hampshire, Hawaii, and Idaho have passed laws against participating in the Real ID program, meaning state-issued ID cards from those states may not be compliant in time for 2016. According to the Department of Homeland Security, 20 to 30 percent of Americans live in jurisdictions that are not compliant with the program. So that's a significant amount. I don't know why they're so vague on the 20 to 30. That's like, I mean, that's a huge, that's a 10 percent swing there. And um, you'd think they'd have a better idea, a more of a close number. Anyway, or a close percentage. These uh, meaning citizens in those areas may no, no longer be able to use their state issued driver's licenses to board an aircraft after January of 2016. So in other words, if you live in one of those states and you don't have a real ID compliant ID card and you don't have a passport, well you can't get on a plane. okay And again this is all about painting humanity into a, into a corner where you're like a caged rat. This is just one more step in that direction. Okay, just because I needed to do this, I went back and uh, I tried to, I, I have tried, I scoured um, tried to scour the internet here finding out if DNA was necessary for passport app, but I couldn't find it if it is. I know for sure before they were saying it was. So I still could be wrong, okay? Um, but as of this point, I was not able to definitively say that DNA was required to get a current passport, which would be all the more reason, if you don't have one, to get one. Now, okay, just to have it as an option, another ID alternative. Buy your ID stronghold for it, um, to shield it, okay, and, um, I just think it's wise. It's wise to have options open and this isn't one that's going to break the bank. Uh, It's not one that's going to put you in the poorhouse. And so anyway, I just think it it might be a wise thing to do. Anyway, so let's go forward here. Um, The Real ID implementation process is designed to come in four stages. Two of which have already been completed. Okay. And again, this is what leads me to believe that they're okay with the state-issued IDs with the magnetic stripe on them. They're okay with that. Because if they're saying two of the um, four stages are already completed in the implementation of the real ID, well then, hold on. I mean, that must mean that what we've been doing up to this point has been good enough for Satan, essentially. Uh, The first two phases require the use of a compliant card to get into nuclear power plants and federal facilities. Uh, The third, so I guess that's the first two, okay. The third phase of implementation coming in October mandates the presentation of a real ID card in order to enter semi-restricted federal facilities, such as courthouses and military bases that require identification for admittance, okay. Uh, with a waiver granted for individuals seeking entry to apply for federal benefits. The last phase of implementation is set to begin in January of 2016 and will take place during security checkpoints at airports. And that's what, obviously, that's what the report was we're talking about. So, um, I wanted just to update you on that so that you're aware of it. Uh, So you know it's coming down the pike. Now, relating to that, and now we're going to be getting into the whole vaccine issue, but this is all new information. Literally since last week. Some of it I'm, I'm, I'm recovering, or at least reposting, so you have it as a reference point. Um, but this one, this report is entitled, Airlines Consider Requiring Proof of Vaccination for Domestic Air Travel. Traveling by air make get even more complicated if a report reported plan by major carrier airlines requiring passengers to be vaccinated comes to fruition. Now here I have why alert. After the increasing problem of unvaccinated individuals contracting and spreading communicable diseases, airlines hope to be a stopgap stopgap solution to prevent larger outbreaks. See, it's all us slime bag unvaccinated devils that are infecting the whole world with plague after plague after plague because we're such primitive stinking uncaring giving no thought to humanity devils that we all are okay that we would go and get on a plane unvaccinated, putting all those precious other fully vaccinated people and their children at risk. This is the stinking propaganda that they are shoving down your throat right now, unlike any time I've ever seen. And I'm going to give you report after report today of evidence of that. It is absolutely maddening to read information that is the absolute total polar opposite lie, total of of the polar opposite of the truth. And this is exactly what we're dealing with here. It's the exact opposite. You are a literal breeding ground for whatever you were vaccinated with. I believe for up to a 28-day period after you've been vaccinated, and that's I think just for one of the vaccines. Not to say you couldn't be in an infectious state for long after that. An inside source from the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, suggests that quote multiple major carriers have begun discussing requiring vaccination records for all passengers before allowing them to board a flight. You see, the thing is you can say, well, I'm not gonna fly, okay? I get that, I haven't flown in years for this very reason. Just for the TSA alone, I haven't flown in years, okay? But this is where they beta test everything. This is where they gauge pushback is in the airports. Okay, this is why I was screaming so bad about the the full body scanning machines and there was a lot of pushback on that. Not because of just what I did, but a lot of other other people. Okay, not to say they're gone either, but there was a, a sufficient amount of pushback regarding that. So, um, yeah, um, okay, so let's continue further. The FAA source speaking on condition of anonymity explains that many of the airlines have, quote, had it with the anti-vaccination arguments they don't care what the facts are they could care less that that is death in a needle they could care less they have had it with anti-vaccinating arguments and don't want to be left with the guilt oh i'm sure that these big mega corporations that are essentially all have satanists at the head of them because like all the big companies do and luciferians that they have all of a sudden grown this gigantic conscience and they don't want to be left with the guilt and partial responsibility when a preventable disease spreads by way of air travel from obviously the unvaccinated when the exact opposite is true you go get a vaccine and you are contagious for that thing it's called shedding for typically up to like a month they're the ones but see then what they can do is when that happens like it has with this whole disneyland thing Proof in fact the vast vast majority of all these people are vaccinated when that happens they can just blame the unvaccinated even though it was the vaccinated ones that caused it It's an absolute total win-win for them. And this is why it's important to to educate people regarding this because this isn't logic we're dealing with. This isn't asinine. This is a pre-programmed total reversal of the truth. It is literally the exact polar opposite of what their forked tongue mouths are speaking is actually taking place here going further it says it is assumed that a valid vaccination record will be required upon check-in before travelers embark on their journey boy that's gonna be that's gonna be rough that all of a sudden who I mean who out there even even the ones that are um, uh, people in the secular world that maybe have had their vaccines who's, uh, who's keeping their vaccination records all on file what a no- logistical nightmare. I, I just, I hope they have nothing but pushback and blowback from this and in resistance and a lot of prayer going up against this because see, this is the first step. If they could do this in the airports, oh, where does it lead next? Leaving the country, let's say even by car, going state to state? I don't want that plague and my from someone vaccinated double checkpoints. See you have to understand, this is, the whole, this is the gatekeeper, this one. This is their beta test to see if Satan can get away with implementing the, uh, this on planes, then it's going to be on the road. And then it'll be in your face, unless you never travel by car. This is where it starts. That's why I'm making such a fuss about this. And then it goes on to say it'll add another step to the flight process but the airlines so far are willing to absorb any costs associated with it. Yeah they're probably being um, financed by the government to do it. Or they'd be crying poor mouth. It is not expected to impact the already beleaguered TSA administration. Demonized and rightly so. TSA, pedophilic, pedophiles on parade, whole naked body scanners that literally rip apart your DNA with their terahertz scanner body um, radiation. And that's that's true. If you don't know about that, key in terahertz or body scanners or any combination of that in the uh, keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, I've reported on that many times. Going further, it says with the vaccine and autism link now reaching a fever pitch, after the Italian an Italian court awarded compensation to a boy for vaccine-induced autism. Yeah, the courts over in Italy actually admitted this, and they awarded a boy, um, because it was absolutely totally conclusive. It, it, it is in, in, in basically everyone, but not everybody pursues it this far. And this is a foreign court, so there. There's a link you can click on here to actually see the Italian document where this award was made. But the U.S. media is blacking out the story and not reporting on it. Of course, they're not. Anything that's good, that's true, that's right, they're typically going to just black it out, not report on it, act like it doesn't exist. But if it's wicked and evil and part of Satan's agenda, they're going to push it to the nth degree and demonize anyone that opposes it. The Federal Vaccine Injury Compensation Program is awarding millions of dollars to two children with autism for pain and suffering. Um, that's another thing that just happened uh, in their lifelong care of their injuries. I mean, these these children are going to be lifelong I don't know what you want to call it. Um, They're a lifelong commitment to their parents that have them. Sometimes a full-time job, depending on on the level of vaccine damage. Do you think those parents are really going to have a whole lot of time to fight the New World Order? Or to really, you know, seek out a lot of them and again, this is, a lot of this is about taking up all of your time. If you're sick and weak and feel terrible all the time from GMO, from vaccinations, from the chemtrails, from all the garbage they're putting in the food and the water and the air and all of the other stuff they're doing, you're really not going to care about fighting evil. Jesus Christ said he came here to destroy the works of the wicked one. And if we're to be about our father's business, now I'm not saying that's the only thing we do, but it's one of them. Well, if you're forced to deal with something like this, if you've been destroyed for lack of knowledge or your fam- or a family member has been, and that's your full-time job. But see, that's what Satan wants. He wants everybody diverted. He wants all the spotlight taken off him. Some people are are, are obsessed with putting all their attention on sports or the Kardashians or whatever. I mean, this can go a lot of different directions. But I guarantee you there there are many, many, many parents out there that that have, you know, almost full-time jobs. And they're probably close to being broke just dealing with this. And it's only going to get worse. Uh, talked about the thing last week where, where the that prominent researcher said that it by the year 2025 she is predicting half of all children will be autistic one half I'm gonna hear a video later I believe like 30 years ago it was like one in 30,000 and now they're predicting by 2025 it's gonna be one in two but it wasn't caused by the vaccines. They'll probably blame autism on those that are unvaccinated, even though they always get autism, like within, you know, minutes to a half hour to a day to at most a month after they've received their vaccines. Sometimes it might be their their third or second batch of shots. Maybe that's what put them over the edge. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And this is one of his main ways he's doing it. Through vaccinations. They're cursed. They are a toxic brew of evil. I documented it last week. All of the vaccines that are, that are cultured from aborted fetal tissue, from aborted babies. And guess what two of the main ones are? The ProQuid and the MMR which is the two main ones they're trying to shove down everyone's throat right now regarding the supposed measles epidemic, which is a joke. But Satan wants to blow it up and blow it out of proportion. And even though it was caused by those that were vaccinated, even though they started it, even though this is all pre-planned, they're going to blame it on the unvaccinated. That's how, that's how Satan rolls. so obviously there's ample evidence as to why US citizens would elect to avoid vaccines like the plague and we've documented that over and over now if this is the first time you've ever heard me I would advise you go back stop right now and go back and listen to last week's teaching particularly the part where I talked. well I think it was mostly about vaccines but um, because I got extensively into this whole measles thing and then the MMR and it broke down what's actually in the vaccine at least in part I resupply some of that same information in this teaching on the PDF, but I'm not going to go over it again because I already covered it last week. Now let's go further here, um, US Supreme Court upholds mandatory vaccinations. If you were a parent who has researched vaccine dangers co- compulsively as a means to protect your child from questionable adjuvants and no neurotoxins. Um, adjuvants are things that they'll put in the vaccine to supposedly enhance certain aspects of it um, whether it's thimerosal as a supposed ther- uh, preservative which is a derivative of mercury or squalene which can cause all kind of autoimmune problems or aluminum which can cause Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and all kind of brain synaptic problems, uh, cancer okay that's what they're in reference to there um, what would you do if a US Supreme Court told you you had no right to refuse vaccines for your child? Well, a New York court may and, th- and again, this is what they're really, really wanting badly to implement, okay? Mandatory vaccines. okay? You have no choice. Now, I say this and I jump up in such and I jump up and down about this so much because to me this is life or death situation this isn't something ah you know take the vaccine no I have documented enough in these teachings with the technology that they have with the agenda that they have with the evil that is contained in those shots for me I'll take a bullet in the head you're not gonna inject me with that stuff I mean it that much i'm not i'm not kidding about this this isn't this is serious what we're talking about here. They've had the capability of injectable microchip dust since all the way, probably decades and decades. Itachi emitted it in 2000. They could literally have microchip dust in there. We already have talked about the injectable nanorobots. They could slip that stuff in and you'll never know it. When the swine flu epidemic came out, they said that we can put a microchip at the end stage of quality control in the tip of the vaccine needle and you'll never know it. get everybody microchipped and they don't even know they're microchipped or at least have the microchip nanorobots in your system. They can literally rewrite your DNA DNA nanorobots as we talked about last week. I never even knew there was such a thing. They literally go in there and alter your DNA. Yeah. So you have no idea what kind of death could be in that shot you're getting. And that's why I say, To me, for me, it is like, this is life or death. I will choose death. I will choose it like, will you deny Christ? No. Never in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, you're going to die. Fine. Absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Will you take this shot? No. You're going to die. Fine. Absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I don't want my DNA rearranged. I don't want to be turned into something that's not fully human. And I don't know at this point what is in these things fully. I've documented the evil in there. Culturing these off aborted babies, the MMR2, Two different strains of aborted babies they're culturing these off. The ProQuad has all three strains they've ever used. GMO, human proteins, the recombin, which is used in the MMR2 that I talked about last week. What could that be doing to us on a genetic DNA level? What was Satan trying to pull off in Genesis 6 to corrupt? The Bible says all flesh had been corrupted in Genesis 6. So what did God have to do? Start over. All flesh had been corrupted other than those eight people on the ark and the animals they brought on board. That was it. That's what I believe. Said all flesh had been corrupted. Their DNA had been altered. They weren't fully human on some level, most likely. Why? The sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. They came down. They took them wives off that they chose. They bore them giants. And in the Hebrew, known as Nepalim, which is what the word is translated from, also meaning fallen ones. And that's Genesis 6. If you could take a news reporter crew back to Genesis 6 in that time, I think that would be the main story they would be reporting on. Whole world flood, 40 days and 40 nights of rain. Humanity had to start over. All the animals had to start over. It's a pretty big deal. You know, nothing's ever big as that happened in our day. I mean, that's pretty, it's it's like a reset of humanity. And what did Jesus Christ say? As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Now, I know there's other things that were going on in Noah's day. Okay, but that is the main thing that was going on in Noah's day. And here we see Satan rearing his ugly head with these vaccines and the main agenda that I can see is altering our DNA with these vaccines and getting us to bring a curse on ourselves because they're cultured off aborted babies or some of them green Reese's monkey kidneys diseased monkey kidneys or chicken embryos the culturing mediums that you can find in the physicians desk reference when you reference this stuff I'm not making this stuff up so to me it is that big of a deal. It is a matter of life or death. So purpose it in your mind, what way you're going to go. And if you don't feel that you have the faith to resist this or the strength, you better get on your knees and pray for it. And I'm not saying that cause I think I'm Mr. Whatever. I'm just saying, I made up my mind a long time ago. And when you are first exposed to this information, it's more it, over time to me, For me, things have got easier to deal with because it's like, I've just purposed it in my heart. I've had more time to, to dwell on it, to settle it, you know, never deny the Lord Jesus Christ, never take the mark of the beast. I put this vaccine stuff in that category because they're not telling you what's in those things. Not, not fully. These are the most wicked companies on the planet that are behind this. Galaxo, Smith Klein, Merck, these people all have Luciferians and Satanists at the top of the food chain. They're all owned by high level Illuminati. Bent on your destruction. And you're going to trust them to eject something into your body, bypassing every bar- normal barrier that you would normally get something into your system. Meaning normally you'd either breathe it in, ingest it, maybe get on your skin. No, you're going, you're bypassing all that. So, to me, it's that big of a deal. Maybe I'm overreacting. I don't know. If, if that's the case, I pray God convict me I'm overreacting. But I've been reporting on this a long, long, long time. And I have gotten no less, only more of a resolve to fight this. To the death, if I have to. Okay? So, it's that big of a deal. At least to me. And I'm not saying that in a condescending way. I know a lot of you out there feel the same way. But if you look at their the to in totality, what I have reported on this subject over the years and the wickedness of the drug companies, the wickedness of, of the pharmaceutical industry and its beginnings and its roots and what actually, you know, what were the beginnings of the, of, of that and the medical cartels, they were wicked from the very, very, very beginning. Okay. And if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If you have something that's wicked from its very inception, from its foundation, it is never going to not be wicked. I'm not saying there's certain things medically that aren't necessary. Emergency medicine, these types of things. But you can't, here's the bottom line, you can't ever drug yourself into good health. Surgeries sometimes are necessary. But to rely on surgery and drugs as your primary mode of health, trying to use that to actually gain health, is typically, the vast majority of the time, impossible. Drugs are all controlled poisons, every one of them. You want to find out? Take a whole bottle of any particular drug you have on a given day, and it'll most likely kill you. Take a bottle of a whole food nutrient. I recommend you, maybe it might give you some diarrhea. Because you've taken too much whole food into your system and it couldn't quite process it all so that's the difference that we're talking about here food versus pharmacia, which is where we get the root word for sorcery in the bible going further What would you do if a US Supreme Court told you had no right to refuse vaccines for your child? Well, a New York court made such a determination long ago and recently refused a plea, refused the plea of a plaintiff who tried to overturn the archaic decision. In Jacobson versus Massachusetts, all children who attend New York public schools can be forced to be vaccinated. According to a second circuit court of law, the law was determined in 1905. I thought, when I saw this, I'm like, well, did this just happen? No. It was determined in 1905. Just because something's on the books, though, doesn't mean they're going to implement it right away. Look at all the executive orders from the presidents that can basically take everything, including your life, away from you that haven't been implemented yet. Okay? This is a great example of that as well. This this was this ruling was recently challenged by Dina Check, the plaintiff who decided that her Catholic religion gave her a right to determine whether or not her child should be vaccinated. While religious leanings are a fine reason to refuse vaccination, the court also determined against her. In the case, because there was, quote, strong evidence that a refusal to vaccines were due to fear of them being harmful. Why else would she determine that? She figured it out, how wicked and evil they are. And not due to her religious beliefs. Unfortunately, it's true that vaccines could potentially cause unwanted problems as outlined in the CDC's vaccine ad- adverse events reports. Vaccines could lead to reproductive health damage, hamper child development, autism, cancer, death, and neurological problems. This is no less abhorrent than the teenage girl who was recently told by a court of law that she had to get chemotherapy for her cancer treatment. Really? How can a nation of, f- of the free Make such an enforcement on its citizens. The 17-year-old Cassandra has Hodgkin's lymphoma, but she says she doesn't want chemotherapy. Everyone, including myself should have the, the uh, given right to say what or do what you do or don't want to be done to their body. I couldn't agree more whether you believe in these types of medical interventions or not your rights are being stripped from you there are currently 58 bills in 24 states that would limit your rights when it comes to vaccines see the vaccine thing is super 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 near and dear to satan's cold black heart that's why he's putting so much emphasis on this because see this is his this is his ace in the hole this is his this is his Masterpiece. Piece de resistance, or whatever you want to call it. That's why he's bearing down on this so hard. Because he's behind this. So I'm going to give credit where credit's due. When it comes to vaccines, and in some cases, you would be forced. To face jail time or have your children taken away from you by Child Protective Services. You know, if you don't vaccinate or give chemotherapy. This should be a moment of reflection since the U.S. has an extremely high infant mortality rate. Hey, We start vaccinating our babies at birth, what do you expect? Furthermore, U.S. law protects vaccine manufacturers from any liability due to faulty vaccines, but not to the people who suffer from them yeah, that's right. It's all favored in the vaccine companies. Uh, so you can't sue them or, or I'm not saying that hasn't been done. Okay. Obviously we just documented that some, but there are things set in place to make it as hard for you as possible to do anything against the vaccine companies, but they'll act like you're the worst parent and you're terrible and, and, and you have no choice and all of this garbage in order to get you to do this. And, um, The reality is they know, they know that if you do it in, in, in their eyes, you're nothing more than a sap. You still, you still caved in. You still fell. Now I'm not getting down on the people, my listeners who have had their children vaccinated. Okay. I wasn't always educated on this either. There was a long, you know, probably into my, at least when I was 20, I wasn't aware of any of this. I had been vaccinated the vaccines I, I don't even remember ever being vaccinated it was so long ago that I was not to say it wasn't detrimental but um it was a different day and age by the time I woke up to this and particularly going through chiropractic college they were the one I went to the the uh, one i attended life um They were very, very... It was the one thing they really did regarding the whole health and nutrition side where they really took a hard stance on vaccines. And I'm glad. I'm glad they did that. uh, Because not all chiropractic colleges were like that. And they weren't heavy on, like, I didn't learn anything about the clinical nutrition that I know and that type of stuff there. But that was one thing I was grateful for that they did do. And so... Um, I'm out of time on part one, so let's go to part two, and we'll see you there.
1: Scott Johnson's 900-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G. For, F-O-R, truth, T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson. 3730 North Highway 16, Suite Number 211, Denver, North Carolina 28037. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.